This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. This month, we're going to talk about the ins and outs of recovery, working on our hang-ups, habits, and hurts. And today, we'd like to look more closely into the term recovery, what it means, and why long-term recovery is important. So, Frederick, let's... I thought it would be a good idea maybe to start with a definition mm-hmm. of recovery. You know, in this program, we often talk about that. And it's actually not a, a term that is very familiar to many people. You actually said something yeah. about that, that maybe you can tell us about. Yeah, actually, when you, when you talk about the recovery, um, what came to my mind now immediately was the recovery vehicles that we often see along the road. And um, sometimes they're very sporty and uh, they drive very fast so that they can get to an accident scene and then they recover the vehicle that has been in an accident. And uh, I think perhaps many people have that type of idea that that is what recovery is. And um, actually, I was looking in Scripture. There's, there are very few references to recovery, mm. except when they are to recover something that had been stolen or uh, some goods, uh, some physical thing uh, mm. to recover. So the term that is mostly used in, in Scripture is restoration. Mm. And, um, and I truly believe there is a stage where we need to recover, but ultimately we need to restore to what God has designed us to be. Mm. But we cannot get to the restoration phase if we haven't gone through a period and a program and, and, and a long walk sometimes, uh, very often, of recovery. Um, so because, you know, Galatians 6.1 says, um, if a brother or sister is caught in sin, you are to restore him gently. Mm. And But then it continues to say, be careful that you don't think you are standing and will not fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is the term that we use is restoration. And, and I mean, that's what our program is. We, that's what we are dealing about. We are dealing about realities, restoration, and redemption in the face of addiction, which is basically our hurts, hang-ups, and habits. Right. Mm. And for some people, it's addictions, right? Yeah. When, when you keep on dealing with that hang-up or habit that Mm. doesn't want to go away and you can't stop it and you Mm. realize and often I think we don't realize that it's often our loved ones the people that live Mm. closely to Mm. us that that realize that before we do Mm. and then the struggle is because I know there are lots of loved ones listening to our program um, because I've heard we've heard from many of them Mm. that are concerned about patterns of behavior and then to try and get the person with the problem to see that it is a problem. That's a huge thing when it comes to, to addiction. To see, to see that they need recovery. Mm. So let's get back to that term and the definition, Suki. What, mm. what did you find is mm. the definition of recovery? It says that, and I, I looked it up in the dictionary, and it says that the defini- definition of recovery is to return to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. And um, then there are some um, similar words Uh, synonyms and other words for this would be recuperation process of getting better 
Rehabilitation is a word that's actually being used as a synonym. Healing and renewal. And isn't that something that most of us need, like renewal? The Bible mm. says we need to renew our minds. In mm. Romans 12, I'm thinking about wanting to give yourself as a living sacrifice and, mm. and to really know what God's uh, will is for you. We need to remind, renew our minds constantly. Absolutely. Every day, Suki. So true, so true. You know, a, a word that in the definition that you read that sprung out to me was return to a normal state of health. And, uh, you know, that word normal can mm. be quite widely uh, interpreted. And, uh, you know, if I look back at, at my upbringing and, and what I experienced uh, as a child and in my, ho my home of origin, um, I would look at it and say, mm, that's perfectly normal. Mm -hmm. um, that's, Many of us do, hey. Yeah, that's how life is. And um, I had a very normal uh, upbringing. Because that's all you knew. Yeah, that is all I knew. However, then there was a time in, in a small group where I was, uh, uh, where we were going to support that I shared my story of what my upbringing was like. And the people in the group said, what? That's not normal. And I said, oh, okay. So, you know, we all experience that we are normal. Mm. And uh, so when, you, when, when somebody would have told me, you need to return to your normal, I would say, but that's exactly where I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess that's part of the challenge to know what is normal, right? Mm. But that's why it's important to be in community with people. Yes. Because it's in community that these things start showing itself. Mm. And where maybe people come to you and say, are you aware of what happened last night? Um, you were drunk again and I cannot do this anymore. Mm. Or, or when your wife catches you watching porn or your husband catches you watching porn. It's not always mm. men. Um, and and it happens repeatedly when a person needs to realize maybe this is not normal. Mm. I'm breaking trust in a big way. I'm causing problems to my family or my loved ones. And maybe I need to look at what can change. Yes. And I was thinking about the term um, repentance. Mm. Um, repentance means you turn around like 180 degrees, mm -hmm. right, and mm -hmm. go in another. Isn't that part of repenting? Like turn around and start re the recovery or the, re the renewal process of mm. renewing the mind and start walking in, in that, those new patterns. Yes, it is, Suki. Um, so true. And, you know, I was, as you were talking, I was thinking and imagining the person that's an alcoholic and his whole family, know, they know uh, this person is an alcoholic and I see them sitting there in the pub uh, or in the the lounge or the nightclub, um, totally isolated from the family, away from the family, absent from the family, and it can be a he or she. Mm, um, and at that point, they don't have the people that matter and care around them. Huh? Um, so it's only when they be 
they come into a community or in an environment where mm. people really care mm. and that really love them and that can speak the truth into that reality mm. that they are able to see that they need restoration, they need renewal. Exactly, because when people are addicted, their closest relationship is actually to the substance of their addiction, mm. whether mm. it's porn or whether it's um, alcohol or mm. drugs or mm. whatever. So they don't often realize mm. because they're not in community, exactly like you say. So we, in that situation, it's so important for us to be humble and to open our ears and to hear what our mm. loved ones are saying. It's interesting, the second definition here of recovery is the action or process of regaining possession or control of something stolen or lost. Mm, mm. Now That was the one that I was referring to earlier uh, where in Scripture, um, it was Abraham that returned from a quest and he saw that his family and his friends and everybody's goods had been stolen. And he went after the thieves and uh, recovered what was stolen. Um, so uh, gaining back some possessions. Mm. And, um, you know, many times we've, we don't know what we've actually lost through our compulsive habits through our addictions. And I, I include myself in that because I suffered from a process addiction. So um, we need things to come back. My relationships, my serenity, my, my love, the acceptance and so forth. So there are certainly many things that we lose um, when we are caught up in our compulsive habits. Great. So, Frederick, let's talk more about this after the break. Mm, thank you very much, Suki. Oh, this is interesting. Yes, so this month we're going to talk about recovery mm. and the different stages of recovery. We This is going to be the focus for this month. And the first time we're going to, for the first time, we're going to interview people about recovery centers. We've never done that. Mm. And... Uh, so, because we were thinking about, it's often necessary for someone to go to a rehabilitation center. Mm -hmm. So, in the uh, next week's program, we're going to talk about someone who's part of a center like that. And the week after that, he's going to tell us about the center. First, he's going to tell us his testimony. Then, we're going to talk about what happens if a person leaves the center and for not to be able to re relapse or fall back. And uh, the week after that, we're going to talk to someone from another center. So, um, please listen, um, dear friends, uh, and tell other people about this, if, especially if you know and you're wondering when is it time for someone to be maybe admitted. But during that time, we're going to continue to talk about the stages of recovery and the big thing that it's a long-term thing yeah. because we mm, need to mm, continue to mm. renew our minds until we go back to Jesus. Eh? Mm. But especially with recovery, when something had gone wrong with the neuropaths and new neuropaths need to develop. There's a lot about this in neuroscience lately, mm. that it's a re constant renewal process that happens, but especially so for those people that are addicted. Yes. Okay. You know, as you were speaking about rehab centers, uh, often there's such a negative connotation. Um, I needed to go to, I'm too weak to conquer this thing by myself and I can't get over it. So I'm so weak, I need to go to a rehab center. And there's so much shame that is connected with uh, this recovery process that you have to go to a center. And so I love the name of one of the centers we are going to be uh, examining, and they, it's called Hesker King Re 
um, treatment center. Mm. It's not a recovery, it's a treatment center and where people receive treatment for a pain, for a wound, for for something that has been, but you know, it takes a number of stages to get to that point. Uh, what are those stages, Suki? Just before we get to that, Frederick, I just want to refer to the fact that it is treatment, just like for cancer. Mm. I mean, it, it's so sad that people think, um, you know, of course, we nobody thinks it's strange that we need to go for treatment for cancer. But mm. I mean, if this this addiction often is like a cancer to our relationships, mm. and we lose many addicts lose everybody in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And therefore, it's so important to rather look at it as a place where help can be found. And uh, sometimes, and we will talk about that as part of the interviews, when you cannot do it by yourself. And mm. when do you know you cannot do it by yourself? Because mm. there are mm. people that go to 12 steps and go for counseling and get into a community, all the things that we've been talking about. And it works for them, right? Yeah. So, um, but like you said, let's talk a little bit about the stages. Yes. Um, um, and it's, it's very interesting, Frederick, a long-term recovery is needed for most people who struggle with substance and process addiction, like eating disorders, porn, mm, internet, mm, sex addiction yeah. games. It doesn't necessarily include treatment centers, but sometimes it is necessary, especially yeah. when a person has been doing recovery for an extended period of time mm. and relapses continue to occur. Suki, just a quick uh, relapse means that they have fallen back into right. their their destructive habit right. and uh, they cannot get victory over this thing. Yes, mm. yes. So what's really interesting that by studying various mental health and substance use disorder treatment plans, Prochaska de Clemente, I hope I say it right, uh, noted patterns that occur as people progress through a major behavioral shift. Mm. And the stages of recovery aren't necessarily linear. That's very important before we talk about the stages. And people don't stay in them for a certain amount of time. But of course, some people sail quickly through the stages. It also depends where you are, you know, how mm. long you've been addicted. Mm. And also in perfect order. But then there are certain principles that counselors need to use to try and figure out where are you and if you progress through mm. the normal patterns and if you, you know, how to treat a person who really needs this help. Mm. So the first one um, is the, um, the pre-contemplation stage. Mm. That's often when people are completely not ready for treatment yet. Um, they are very defensive and they, they endlessly justify their lack of insight um, and their behavior um, and their excessive use of, of whatever the substance is. Mm. Often in that stage, they try to put attention on their loved ones by uh, projecting the problem onto them. Mm. Um, I don't know if you want to say something uh, about this. You know, Suki, I think it's so easy to, um, to say what are the positive things that they are getting from whatever they are busy using, whether it be a substance or a process, um, I feel better when I've done that. Mm, and then yeah. I can speak to you when I've got a few drinks mm. uh, or whatever. They just look at the positives mm. and the negatives are totally curtained off and veiled. There's right. no way they can see the negative impact that uh, their their habit is yeah, causing. I know they would probably say, but I don't hurt anyone. Yeah. Or uh, a bit of porn, I mean, that spices up the marriage. Um, yeah. I mean, we used to think like that many, mm -hmm. many mm -hmm. years ago, mm -hmm. that it wouldn't harm anyone. And that, you know, um, 
So it's really a complete denial. Mm. And uh, the truth the truth is that anyone can recover from any stage. You don't mm. need to be stuck there. Maybe you can tell us about the contemplation stage. Well, the, well, next the com stage. contemplation stage is when there's a contemplation stage. That's Sorry, right. Suki, mm, that no problem. thank you for that correction. Um, that is when there's a, a little bit of a readiness. Uh, they, they start seeing... Mm, Perhaps there needs to be some change. There are some problems that I, I, I am experiencing. And they are aware of the pros, not only the cons, of being free of, the, of whatever they are busy using, free of their addiction. But they also become acutely aware of, of the benefits they perceived from the alcohol and so, that are non-negotiables that they cannot anymore live with. Um, so, right. And then what was the next stage, Suki? Um, that takes us to the preparation stage mm -hmm. when there's a sense of urgency. And I think these stages are also there, of course, even before people maybe go into a 12-step program, when, mm -hmm. they re you know, when they realize, now I need to do something. Yeah. Um, I cannot just say I'm going to stop because it's not working. And often that is at a crisis point, isn't it? Oh, yes, of absolutely. Their own, in their own lives. A crisis is often a gift. Mm. Reminds me of what the Chinese say about the word crisis. It's, a, it's danger and it's an opportunity. Yep. Yeah. And that's not often the way it feels like, right? It feels like a crisis, but it's a good time to take action. Yeah, when you decide, I am going to do it, and I'm going to join that gym. I'm mm. going to do it, not just say I want to do yeah, it. Hey? Yeah, and yeah. that's maybe when people get ready to join a 12-step group or to say, okay, I, this is not helping. I need more. I need a center now. Now, people in AA often talk about the gift of desperation. Mm. Mm. It doesn't sound like a gift, right? But it can <laughs> be a great gift if, yep. it, if it propels you into action. And that's what you're going to tell us about. The next one is the action stage. Yeah, so this is the significant part of a person's restoration. That is when they start committing to a change. And they start saying, I am willing to change. And there is now a willingness, and they turn to professionals for help. They don't try and do it by themselves or expect their families to help them. And a change will start looking and seeing that there is a difference in their lives. So there's a, there's a definite um, visibility of them changing, changing their behavior, changing their attitude, changing their th feelings and thoughts. And also when they maybe start doing self-care and mm. understand where they are. Mm. And then that takes us to the maintenance stage where um, there's working towards prevent pre relapse. Lifestyle mm. changes um, maintained, like getting regular exercise, paying attention to sleep, hygiene, attending support groups. They truly believe in their ability to maintain Attain sobriety long term. Mm. Could be six months to five years, depending on the severity, sometimes a lot longer yeah. um, of the addiction and the individual's genes and experience. A small minority of people can take six months of abstinence and they can go back to their addictive, addictive behavior. But mm. most people need two to five years. Or yeah. sorry, they don't get back. But some people actually, even after two to five years, they still might be um, relapses. If um, they don't break, they need to solidify these habits mm. and the change. Suki, I think what's so important in this stage, it, it, it's busy rewiring the brain. Mm. Um, research and science, science has shown that the brain is actually damaged um, by any 
type of addiction. And, and even with porn addiction, there's damage in the brain and the neuropaths, the, the way your, your way of thinking um, is damaged. Mm. And that needs to be changed. Um, they call that rewiring of the brain. And that is what takes two to three to five years um, so that a person lives in new ways of thinking, that the mind is actually renewed. Um, it's a lot about just a lot more than just stopping, right? Yes, yes. It's a lot of other behavior that mm. needs to change um, for the person to to be able to solidify those the, the change. Yeah. Um, and then the importance of aftercare, right? Mm. Like diabetes or heart disease, it's a chronic condition that requires major lifestyle changes to keep mm. under control. Mm. As such, it's crucial that people in recovery make continuous active efforts to maintain in sobriety. Um, complacency or a sense that the work is done once you reach maintenance is often a one-way ticket to relapse. So, yeah. there's nothing, there's not such a thing like short-term recovery, no, right? absolutely not. And um, so... Um, I'm going towards, I've already achieved four years of um, porn addiction abstinence uh, since my last relapse, and I still attend support groups. I still work at staying sober because it's a lifestyle, as you say, and there need to be changes, there need to be safe communities, I need to stay in those communities, and the times I felt most vulnerable is when I started becoming complacent, thinking um, I've got a handle on this. Um, um, I think I've I've done enough. Um, or in times of deep stress, right? Yeah, that's yeah. often when these things start coming back. And that's right. And mm. so it's exactly in those times when there's a lot of stress that um, all the tools and all the things that have been given to me, I need to put into place and I need to kick into action so that there isn't a, a relapse. Absolutely. Frederick, I think um, this is a good introduction, hopefully, I trust, for the listeners, for what they can expect this, this month to hear more about mm. recovery. Thank you for people who make contact with us from time to time, especially people we know, and to tell us what the program means. So we want to invite you not only to to tune in for this month when we're going to talk more about recovery, but also to um, get to the podcast yes. of previous programs. Mm. There are many precious ones. So you go to podcast at Radio, Council, Radio Pulpit. You can just type into the internet, podcast into me see. And it will it will take you there mm. where, to a link where you can actually get and you can get all and you can download the podcast. You can share it with friends. Mm. So please be sure to do this. And then we're looking forward to visit more with you and to uh, to continue to explore this topic of what does this redemption and recovery mean, uh, what it means for us. Thank you very much, Suki. That was a wonderful discussion that we could have had and uh, just checking out on this topic. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.